me a favor. This is the this man is as I can never tell you what he's meant to my life, what he means to my life. This church is an establishment that came from his ministry, out of his spirit. I I I, I have that spirit. I've received that, and I came here to build something that looked like what he had there, because that's the spirit that's in me. This church should be a reflection of that church and what he's done, and I think we are. Amen. And so today, I want you to welcome the apostle to our church, my pastor, Pastor Reggie Scarborough. Would you please? in it oh congratulations 20 years it seems like yesterday this is so beautiful I love coming here I feel such a kindred spirit with you guys I really do I love you I know you can tell that it's the truth and it's joyful to get to see children in the faith oh my goodness let's lift our hands and thank the Lord for what he's done I absolutely appreciate and love Pastor Steve and Amy. She's over there with the children this morning. What a great lady she is. Amen. God bless. Hallelujah. And all of you, all of you who are catching the vision, who've seen what God wants to do, and He's just started. Turns out that God has just started in this house. And by the way, the music, oh my goodness, it's the best it's ever been. It is fantastic. I just love it. All you guys over here picking, I just love all that. It's just fantastic. Aren't you glad for the music? You know, people don't understand it, but God works in atmospheres. It's up to us to create the atmosphere that He can come down on. And when you lift your hands and when you praise the Lord and you open your mouth and give praise, then supernatural things begin to fall down. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Glory to God! I think about Peter. He went to Cornelius' house among a group of Gentiles, and he stood up, and he started preaching. And said, while preacher, while Peter preached, the Holy Spirit fell on them, just as it did on the day of Pentecost. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want a Pentecost. How about you? We serve a big, a supernatural, a mighty God. Mighty God, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, God of glory, King of righteousness, first and last, beginning, ending, Alpha and Omega, the mighty God. Hallelujah. And yet he's got time for each one of us to know what's going on in our lives, to know what's going on in our marriages, to know what's going on with our children. He loves us. Hallelujah. Come on and give Him praise today. Say with me, for the Lord is good. And His mercy endures forever. 
Hallelujah. Just put your hands like it. Say, Lord, thank you for being so good to me. Father, we thank you for this day in this house. We thank you for what you've accomplished, what you've done. We know it's not by man's might or ability, but it's by your spirit. We do not take any credit. Pastor Steve is not taking any credit. He's given all the glory where it belongs, and that's right at your feet. For you're able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all we could ask or think according to your power that's at work in us. So today we thank you for working in us for this wonderful congregation, for the enthusiasm and the sense that we have of your spirit in this house. We just thank you. We give you praise. Mara nombre dice. We give you praise. We give you praise and we give you thanks. Thank you. You've told us to lift up holy hands. So we lift up our holy hands, not because of our holiness, but what's been imputed into us by your Spirit. Therefore, we can lift up holy hands because our hands are cleansed by the precious blood of Jesus. Thank you. We give you praise. Bless every person who's come today. Before they leave today, let them be able to say, it's been good to be in the house of the Lord, which is the pillar and the ground of the truth. Come on and shout one more time before you're seated. I love the sound in this house. Hallelujah. You may be seated. God bless you. I want to talk to you today about my best friend. If I were to share that in Lakeland, they would think I'm talking about a little dog by the name of Buddy. Now, I have to tell you a little story about Buddy, and then we'll get on to the message. I have wanted this little dog to go with me on the trail, walking. I've needed to walk. How many of you know what you mean by that? And I've tried to buy, I've gone through two beautiful little dogs, spent a lot of money for them. And because they left puddles everywhere they went, my wife was ready to put me out with my dog. So I gave them away. I gave one to Pastor Eddie up in Washington, D.C. And then I gave one to one of my staff in Lakeland, those two. I wouldn't have done anything to harm them, but, you know, I want to keep a good marriage. You understand what I'm saying? This is very personal, but it's, it's true. It leads into what I want to talk about. But anyhow, so I'm riding along one day. Here I am, an old dude, riding along in my car by myself. Now, I have a wonderful relationship with my wife. Please understand this. But there's sometimes you just need a little something. So I just said this to the Lord. And when, I'm going to tell you why, how it works. I said, Lord, I've got everything a man could want. You've been good to me. I've got everything I could ever want. But 
as silly, I said this to the Lord, as silly as this sounds, I'm going to ask you to do something for me. I want a little dog. Silly, I know, childlike, yes. He said come as a little child. I want a little dog that will love to ride with me in the car. One that will love to go to McDonald's with me. One that will go out on the trail with me. And one that I don't have to worry about messing up in the house. Silly little prayer. And then I said, I thank you for it. I receive it in Jesus' name. And I just settled down. About a week later, I'm riding along with my wife and I. We'd been to lunch. And I said, B, you're not going to believe this, but this is how I prayed like a little child. I said, and I asked the Lord for a little dog. She said, well... Reggie, instead of spending all that expensive money for dogs that you don't know if they're going to work out or not, why don't we go to the pound? She said, you know, they they need homes. Those little dogs, they need homes. So I said, well, let's go right now. (laughs) And we did. We went to the pound. I walk in there and I walk through all these dogs. And the only two, I think it was two, that I would have had were both already adopted, that I had any interest in. Because I didn't want a big dog, I wanted a little dog. Anyhow, so I walked all through there, and there wasn't one. I was a little disappointed, and I started to leave, and the lady said to me, who's the attendant in there, she said, if you'll go down through the cats, there's some dogs that have not been put out on the floor yet. They're they're down there, though, and you can go look at those. So I'm going along. I have to tell you first off that I had a little dog years ago by the name of Buddy. He was just a little miniature poodle. He would go with me when I'd ride my horse. He'd run along with me. And we'd go down this country road. And uh, I remember one day Image, my horse. By the way, my, my, my horse Image, he was voice trained. But when you prayed in tongues with him, he didn't know what you were telling him. His ears would do like this. It was the cutest thing. Anyhow, I'm riding along on my horse. My little dog buddy, he's out at at the time, this little black poodle, just the cutest little dog. And he would run out and challenge these big bulls in the fields. I couldn't believe how big he thought he was. He's just a little guy. Anyhow, he'd been gone for a number of years, and I'd really missed him. So now I'm here. I'm in the pound. I'm going through the cats. I'm down here where these last few little dogs are. And I see this little dog, and he's the scrappiest little thing. You've ever seen. It's just scrappy. The the fur wasn't real good on his legs. He, he he'd been malnourished. He hadn't been taken care of. But he just came up to the cage, started wagging his little tail, and uh, I said, "Hey, buddy," like that. And that little dog just connected. Funny story. Anyhow, I'm thinking I probably shouldn't get him. He, he's, he's a scrappy little thing. Just I like scrappy, but he's really scrappy. Finally, because I'd said, buddy, he'd run up to me. Well, let me tell you the story from there. He was a purebred Charn Terrier. He was only eight months old. He'd already been fixed. He was housebroken. He was everything that you wanted in a little dog and loves me beyond words. My wife, she can't believe it because if I go out the door, he goes with me. If I get in my car, he's wanting to go with me. It doesn't matter where I go. Okay, God loved me enough to hear the prayer of a little child 
And he blessed me with that little dog. It was the most amazing thing. And I still have him. It's been almost two years now. And I'm enjoying that little dog beyond words. Why did I receive him? Because I have a relationship with my best friend, Holy Spirit. And he heard me when I prayed. My prayer went straight to the throne of God. And if he'll do a simple little thing like that for me, think what he'll for you because he's the God who's more than enough. I brought that little dog home and the people even left a note behind. They said, we only reason that we got rid of Buddy, we're moving to a new location and they will not, we can't afford to put the deposit for, to bring this dog with us. And he's, he's, he, and they told us all about him, stuff you would never get from one. It was exactly the Lord had that little thing for me. And the funny, another thing was I didn't decide right that minute to get him. It was on a Friday. I told the lady, I said, well, I got to think about this a little bit and make sure. You know, you know what I mean by that. Most of you know what I mean by that. And so I've got to make sure about this. She said, well, I'll keep him for you until four o'clock and I'll put on there adopted. Anyhow, I leave, four o'clock comes and goes, and I didn't go. But I was telling some friends that I was out motorcycle riding with. I'm still riding 71 years old a motorcycle. Anyhow, <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm still a kid at heart. I, I go out there, and uh, I'm riding. I'm telling my friends at lunch about this little dog. And one of them is named uh, Mark, Mark Wells. You know Brother Mark. Mark says, well, Reggie, why don't we go back down there and see if he's still there? I said, well, he's gone by now. I mean, you know. And anyhow, I go down there, and they said, well, they'd taken a lot of dogs already to another place. To, uh, to adopt them out. And uh, so I thought, there's just no chance he's there. I go, and the lady still left the little note on there about me holding him for me. And so, long story short, I end up getting him. And let me tell you the good news. In the pound, you get them for $60, but if you're a senior citizen, you get them for 30 I play... <laughs> I paid $30. Okay, enough about Buddy. I wanted to tell you, though, God cares about the little things as well as the big things. Ladies, He cares about your kitchen. He cares about the things you're wanting in your house. Men, He cares about what you're doing. He cares about our lives, and He wants to be our best friend in life. You have to understand, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit is one. There are not three people in the Godhead. There's three manifestations of one God. And God the Father sits in heaven. Jesus the Son sits at His right hand forever making any session for us but he said jesus said i'm going to go away i'm going to send to you the holy spirit in other words i'm going to go away but i will come to you how did he come to us through the person of the holy spirit and the holy spirit is the one on earth how many of you know that when you get up in the morning say good morning to him when you get ready to go down the road thank him for protection because the father is working through the spirit jesus is working through the spirit can you say amen a number of years ago now i'd get up i got up in the morning several times this went on and i would hear in my spirit if you didn't need the Holy Spirit, I wouldn't have sent him. It wouldn't matter what I was doing. I'd be riding down the road in my car and I'd hear that. If you didn't need the Holy Spirit, I wouldn't have sent him. And you understand, you can get a little insulted sometimes when you think you already know that. But there was a time coming, even in the body of Christ, 
that people could think they could do it on their talents and all of their programs and uh, didn't need the Holy Spirit. But I have news for you. Whatever you have in life, whatever you do in life, no matter how successful you are, if you'll engage Holy Spirit, He will make you more successful. And when if life hasn't worked for you and you need for it to, we need the Holy Spirit. Point yourself say, I need the Holy Spirit. Listen to what Jesus said. This is so interesting right here in uh, John's gospel. Would you let me read this to you just very quickly? Beginning in John 15, uh, I'm going to read uh, two verses here. Um, but it says this, but when the helper, how many of you know the Holy Spirit is called helper? Hallelujah. When the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, that's where he comes from, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. And you also will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. Now, chapter 16, verse 1. These things I've spoken to you that you should not be made to stumble. Now, listen to what he says. They will put you out of the synagogues. Yes, the time is coming that whoever kills you will think that he offers God service. How many of y'all know? Let me stop there for just a moment and realize how much we are being challenged today as the body of Christ. Did you know the world doesn't like us? How many of you figured that out? They don't like what we stand for. They don't like the things that we believe. They don't believe, they don't like the holiness that they, we stand for. The world just simply does not like us. And the church has been under persecution more than I've ever seen in my lifetime. And you and I, we get to live for Him. We get to live in Him. And we get to do the works of God. And we're, we're a light in a dark world. Can you say amen? How many of you say, I'm a light in a dark world? This world has become bleak. It has become sad. And so this is what he's saying. They'll think that they offer God a service by doing you wrong. Verse 3 says, and these things they will do to you because they have not known the Father or me. That's why we got to be patient with people. We got to be patient with them. Can you say amen? When people act certain ways, they don't know the Father. And the reason they're acting the way they're acting is because they don't know the Father. But if through the eyes of Jesus, we could see them once they'd become a new creation. Once Jesus has made them whole. Hallelujah. We can look at them through a different lens. Can you say amen? Now he said this. But when these things I have told you that when they come, you may remember that I told you. And these things I did not say to you at the beginning because I was still with you. But now, what everybody say now? In other words, but now that I'm leaving, I go away to him who sent me and none of you asked me, where are you going? But because I've said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Now notice this. Nevertheless. I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage. Point to yourself say, my advantage. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Hallelujah. Just think right now who lives inside of you. The mighty Holy Spirit. Jesus lives in your heart through the mighty 
Holy Spirit. Can you say amen? Again, if we didn't need him, he wouldn't have sent him. He said, I'm going to go away. I'm going to send him to you. And when he comes, it's going to be to your advantage. And then just go with me just very quickly. I wanted to, I put this down this morning because I'd like for you to just go down also to, to verses 12 and 13. Notice this, what he said. He says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, I want everybody to say he's a person. Say this, Holy Spirit is a person. When he, the person of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. He's a helper, he's a guide, for he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he'll tell you things to come. Years ago, when I was just a 14-year-old boy, I grew up on the Outer Banks of North Carolina. I'm going, matter of fact, I'm going up there tomorrow when I leave here, going up to see my brother and my sister up on the Outer Banks of North Carolina. But as a 14-year-old boy, I was a guide on a little fishing boat. People would come down from Virginia, they'd come from South Carolina, all over, and they'd come there, and I worked at a little place, had six of these little uh, putt-putt fishing boats, and so we'd, they'd all have guides in them in the summertime, and I was one of those guides, and I'd go out there, the people would come, they wanted to fish, but they didn't know where the fish were. They had no idea. So as a guide, I didn't do the fishing, they did the fishing, I just took them to where the fish were. Now, that reminds me of something that happened to be and I, my wife, at Christmas time. She and I at Christmas time, we bought what's called e-bikes. How many of you know what they are? You, you may not know. E-bikes are electric bikes. And what that means is they have motors in them and they're, the motors are operated by a battery. Now, there's two types of e-bikes. There's one type of e-bike that if you get tired of pedaling, you just push a button and it's just like a little moped. It just takes off and takes you wherever you want to go. But there's another type that you've got to pedal. In other words, I've got to do the pedaling, but... All I've got to do is engage the helper, and it'll help me pedal. I'm doing the pedaling, but it's helping me pedal. So, for instance, like I come to something that's taller. It, it, it's uh, Maybe I've got to go down, and I've got to go up. It's like hill-like. All of a sudden, it's more than I can pedal. If, if I didn't have the helper, if I didn't have that little motor with battery-operated, you understand, and put engage it, then I would have to get off the bike and push it up the hill. But now all I have to do is push the helper. And all of a sudden, I'm still pedaling. I'm doing the pedaling, but it's helping me pedal. That's exactly Holy Spirit. He's not going to do your praying for you. He's not going to do your giving for you. He's not going to do the things for you, but He's going to help you do it. Hallelujah. He's going to show you things to come. He's going to show you what you need to know because He is the mighty Holy Spirit and He's going to help you. I want you to lift your hands up and say, I have a helper. I have a guide. His name is Holy Spirit. Say this, I'm not alone in this world. Jesus said, I will never leave you as an orphan. I'm going to come to you. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. He's going to dwell in you. He's going to be in you. I have the helper. I have the guide on the inside. Hallelujah. Praise God. Come on and shout a minute and give him praise. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6 says this. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all of your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct 
your path. One of the most important things, and I sense it in this house, is the spirit of faith. Thank God for faith. You see, that's the only way you got saved. Hallelujah. By grace are you saved through what? Faith. Not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. So thank God you can't even get saved without the Holy Spirit. And you can't be baptized in the Holy Spirit without Him coming. This is interesting, by the way. Jesus, uh, John, or, um, uh, John, when he's walking as a prophet on the earth, he was, he was speaking about all these things. And he said, there's one coming after me, mightier than I, whose shoe latchets I shall not, I'm not even worthy to reach down and untie. He said, when he's come, he's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Now, Holy Spirit comes as a sinner. He comes and convicts you. He pricks your heart of sin. You don't know that you're a sinner, except the Holy Spirit. Spirit comes. He doesn't condemn you. He doesn't put you down. He just lets you know you need Jesus because without Jesus, there's no way to go to heaven. He come and he convicts us of sin. Aren't you glad for that? But what John was saying is after the Holy Spirit has done his work, which is the work of conviction. Now, once you're convicted and you come to Jesus, Jesus turns right around and baptizes you with the Holy Spirit. So you've got the spirit within by Jesus coming into your heart and you've got the Holy Spirit upon by him coming and baptizing you with power. Glory to God. Can you say you got the dual work of the Spirit of God. One is on the inside, one is upon. I like the Holy Spirit on the inside because He guides me every day of my life. But when I can't go any further, He empowers me to do what I could not do. And one of the ways He empowers me is praying in a language that I did not have to learn. He downloaded in me when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit a language that goes beyond my human ability. He infuses me with that language. He gives me a language of the Spirit. And when I don't know what else to do, then I don't know how to pray. And I've got a challenge that seems impossible. All of a sudden, He hooks up with me. He prays through me. He helps me do what I could not do. Come on and shout and give Him praise. Oh, glory to God. Pastor Steve, this house is easy to preach in. Y'all are easy to preach to. Amen. Come on and just praise Him a minute. Oh, just praise him a minute. I absolutely love coming here. I feel so free in this house. So enjoyable. I'm excited about what God has done in Florence. I'm excited about what he did in Georgetown. Is doing. I'm excited about what he's doing in Columbia. I'm excited about what he's getting ready to do in Sumter. I'm excited about where he's getting ready to lead you next. And next, and next, and next. Just like little fires here and there and there and there and there and there. And you're going to be a part of it. Because as you do things and you trust God and you follow Him, it's going to be amazing how He leads. He knows the next town that's open for the gospel. He knows the next place that you need to go. And yet He's got to have people that help Him. That's why I love as this, as this Proverbs 3 continues, it says, Honor the Lord. Honor him with your substance. You see, if what you have is your substance and you yield it to God, he didn't come and say, God, give me everything you've got. He comes and says, you, you, you sow what I tell you to. First of all, you don't have to pray about your tithes. You already know that. That belongs in your storehouse, in the house. But God comes along and with your honor, as you honor him, you can do more churches and you can do more things. 
And he comes in and he says, now I've got to bless this person because I've got to do this. And when I bless them, they're going to help me do what I need to do. That's, that's a relationship with the Holy Spirit. That's walking with him. And I learned years ago to do that. And even in the ministry, I remember once I was over at one of Brother Hagin's meetings in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I was actually one of the speakers at camp meeting that year. And uh, uh, I was praying in my room one afternoon and God began to deal with me to give the Brother Hagin's ministry $75,000. Well, now that's a lot of money. And you better know that you've heard from the Lord. Don't just, you don't just throw stuff. You, you get led by it. Can you say amen? Anyhow, the Lord, I, I'd get down to praying and keep getting that. I'd keep getting that. Now, God had something back in Lakeland he wanted to do for me. How was I going to get that to happen? I had to give him seed to do something with. And I'm not one. Y'all been around me a lot. I don't talk a lot about money. I believe, though, in giving. I believe that giving is one that will release you in an area in your life that nothing else will do. As a matter of fact, if he can trust you with natural mammon, he's going to trust you with things far greater than natural mammon. Can you say amen? So I gave that, I wrote the check out and I gave it and I'd have given a hundred, but I, and I kept saying that, Lord, I, I'll give whatever you want me to, but no, I, I want you to give 75. I go home and about 10 days later, this couple comes up to me, told me something that had happened to them, said, and we have a tithe for the church. They handed me a check. Now I'm not putting percentages here. I'm just telling you what happened for $805,000. What happened? It blessed them by what I did. It put them in a position to be a blessing to the church. And it blessed us. And it blessed Brother Hagin. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, God will do exceeding abundantly above what you could ask or think. I started out years ago learning the secret of giving to God. I was a young businessman. I didn't know exactly what I was making because I had a... a, 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 corporation that was per, called considered personal income as well as corporate income and I hadn't gotten big enough yet to be just a corporation separate from the personal a subchapter s that's what I was looking for subchapter s corporation anyhow I'm this young businessman I didn't know exactly what I was making but I knew what my salary was and I knew I was making a little more than my salary but I just started out I just said this I see the principle of sowing and reaping I didn't understand all of it but I just started, I knew that my tithe would be $30 a week. But I also knew that I was going to believe God for more than just my tithe because I wasn't happy where I was. So I started out giving $50 a week faithfully. It wasn't long until the income came up in my business. I increased that $50 a week to $100 a week. I kept right on being faithful to that until I saw my income come up over time. And then I went along to where I was $150 a week. And then it became $200 a week. And then it became $250 a week. And then it became $300 a week, which was more than I was making when I started hallelujah but my tithe was higher than my salary and i just kept seeing god bless me through the years he'll bless you too he's no respecter of person if he'll do it for me he'll do it for you he said bring your tithe and your offering don't just stop at the tithe go beyond the tithe god will bless you there's a special blessing for tithing but there's also a blessing on the extra where you're led of the holy spirit i really just wanted to share that day because i see you going to sumter i see you going to other churches if you'll hook up with the vision of God and 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 the leadership here will seek God and they'll know that what they're doing is right and then you go hook behind that there's no telling what God will do in this house and through this house and through each of you and for each of you I want you to point to yourself and say it'll be for me years ago I had been invited to come speak at Southeastern University in Lakeland 
Southeastern University is actually an Assemblies of God school, but probably 60% of their students are from other background churches. Anyhow, I get a call one day, and I had spoken there uh, quite a few times prior to this. But this was a big event. It was their 75th anniversary, and I actually was not their first choice. Their first choice was a man by, you may have heard of him, Brother Tommy Barnett. Tommy Barnett has been used of God probably in the AG. He's probably their number one uh, well-known man. But anyhow, he was scheduled to preach both services, but Brother Tommy is older in years, and he, did, he told him the night before, he said, look, I don't feel like I can do both services tomorrow. I'll do one of them if you'll get somebody else to do the other one. Well, they called me at last minute, said, Reggie, would you consider coming and speaking at our 75th anniversary tomorrow? All nine superintendents, that would be the one here in South Carolina that just recently went to heaven, North Carolina, Georgia, uh, Alabama, just all of nine different, um, and, and now I said that to tell you this. I want to do a good job. Do you understand that? I'm going in there. I'm, I'm, I'm not that. I'm a, I've become an independent, but I grew up AG and I love those people and I just wanted to do a good job. You ever just had the Lord just said, Lord, I, I just want to do a specially good job today. But you know what? It didn't matter how much I prayed. I couldn't get anything. Nothing. And I'm all upset because I've got to go preach in the morning. I've had no notice. I've got to go up there in the morning and preach to all these people. The church, the, the chapel, the school place is going to be absolutely packed to the walls. And it's going to be a big event. And I don't even have an unction, not an unction of anything to talk about. Now, can you imagine the predicament I felt in? So now I, I'm thinking, well, I could go make up a sermon, but... You know, I'd rather have one that I'm led in, that the Lord, like today, I'm led in what I'm doing. I'm just following the Holy Spirit. That's how I like the ministry, is out of that flow of the Spirit of God. So anyhow, I thought, well, I'm going to just go to bed and trust the Lord. Am I going to have a message? I mean, you've got to really trust the Lord if you've got to preach to all these people, and, and, uh, and this is coming. So I go down there at, at 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm asleep. I wake, awaken. I'm awakened. And all of a sudden, I have this impression. I want you to talk about building a sailboat. That made no sense to me. No sense whatsoever. And all of a sudden, the Lord started putting that together for me. Now I understood it a little better. My brother is a boat builder up here uh, on the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Builds these expensive um, sports fishing boats. So I knew a little bit about it. I'd been there and watched him, how they build them and then how they glass them and how they smooth them and all the stuff they did. But a sailboat's even done a little differently. They're made out of sometimes a different wood and they're varnished and polished and varnished and sanded and polished and so they didn't have entry. But you know what? They don't have, they don't put a big engine in them like these other boats my brother builds. They're, they have to be pre- propelled by a sail. That's how they get their power. You might have a little engine that'll take them through the channels, but they've got to go out to the outside, you know, out in the Pacific or Atlantic or, or down like it being Florida on the, on the Gulf Coast. You, you've got to go out. And so the thing of it is, I'm here talking about this. And all of a sudden, the Lord started showing me what he's talking about. They were getting an education. All of the students were getting an education. They were buffing. They were polishing. They were working. They were getting everything ready. But he said, you tell them that that boat will go nowhere until the sail goes up. And they'll not know where to go until the wind gets in the sail. And I began to talk on the power of the Holy Spirit and the wind of the Spirit. And it was exactly what the school needed. It was exactly what I needed. And I walked out of there that day knowing I had done the will of God. 
God, knowing I had planted some seeds in that house. Thank God. Praise God. I'm telling you, if we didn't need the Holy Spirit, He wouldn't have sent Him. Just say out loud, I need the Holy Spirit. Stand to your feet, everybody. Lift up your hands and give God praise. I've learned not to preach too long. You'll get invited back. Hallelujah. Come on and praise Him in this house. Come on. Give Him thanks in this house. Just from the sincerity of your heart, whether it's wanting a little gift of a dog or whether it's something big that you need or something you need help on or guidance for, let Him know I thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Lord, for sending me the mighty Holy Spirit. Hallelujah.